Hello, I'm Cameron. This is KVRX Exclusives, and I'm here with the dynamic duo of multi-talented sisters who practically raised a generation, including myself, and continue to this day to hone their craft and release bop after bop. This is none other than Allie and AJ. How are you guys? Hi. Hi. That, that was, was a, quite an introduction. Thank you. So sweet. That was very sweet. Well, it's very true. Uh, I'm going to start off with some rapid fire questions. These are just going to be like pretty short answers and quick. So then we'll get into things. Cool. All right. First question is East Coast or West Coast? West, West Coast. Coast. Love West to visit Coast. the East Coast, but we're, we're LA kids. Okay. We're- Vintage or new? Vintage. 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 Okay. 2020, hot or not? Not, not, but hot for us, kind of good for the music, good for creating. Yeah, but not hot but in for general. Everyone. Not. Yeah, I'm with you there. How about 2021? Hot or not? Hot. Hot. Getting hotter. Getting hotter. It was cold in Texas, but hot in general. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. hot in general. The more the vaccines get rolled out, the hotter it gets. Yeah. All right. So describe your relationship in three words. That's hard. That's really hard. Um, inside jokes. Um, right? That's, is that is that weird? That is our. I know, but we need like three descriptions. Like inside jokes is like a. That's fine. No, we can we can count that. We can count that. Um, okay, All right. go ahead. Inside jokes. I would say synchronicity mm. is something that really forms our sisterhood, and familiarity. Like we are so familiar with familiar each with each other. Like, and like what the other one's going to do or say. Yeah. Um, like very rarely are we thrown off guard by what the other person yeah. does or. If says. I'm going to slip in a fourth, it would be empathetic hmm. because we also kind of deal with um, empathy pains for the other. Like when one is in pain or dealing with like it's a, something a sad moment, traumatic, the other one feels it. Yeah. And I always sure. know when Allie's down and I can just sense it from afar. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that connection with you two has always been like very apparent in your music. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, for our rapid fire questions, um, people wanted to know if y'all could set the record straight. Who was Potential Breakup Song about? Potential Breakup Song was literally about a made up person. I'm not even kidding you. It was about no one specifically. Which isn't the sexiest answer. That's not the sexiest answer, but but we're just being real. Um, hey, and, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, AJ was not dating anyone specifically at that point in time that had forgotten her birthday nor mine. Yeah. Um, but we were obviously rageful about some Someone. imaginary person and rageful. So yeah. and we obviously thought they were going to die without us. So it was super right. dramatic, which dramatic. I think if that would be about a real person, it would be a bit egomaniacal. Correct. Yeah. It's probably good that it's not about someone. Yeah. That's actually, no one's going to die without us. (laughs) It was generation. Right. Right. Yeah. It was quite an angsty sort of iconic song. I don't know. And then recently y'all released um, an explicit version, which had some sort of naughty words in it. (laughs) And I thought it was just genius. It was a perfect way to start off like a refreshing start to 2021. Where'd y'all come up with the idea to do that? It was definitely sparked by the whole TikTok moment that we were having with the song. But um you know, we've, we've sung that song many times in concert 
and maybe we've thrown in, you know, one F bomb here or there, but like, we definitely dove a little bit deeper and we found one in the bridge and we found shit instead of stuff. So there were some real gems there that were just waiting to be discovered. And the fans really asked for it. And we were just answering the call. Correct. So I think once the song kind of got that resurgence on TikTok and fans started posting explicit versions, we were like, all right, we'll, we'll do this. Well, perfect. I guess the people demanded and y'all delivered. So great. (laughs) Um, Of course, like right now, there's definitely like a 2000s nostalgia in the air. And I think, though, speaking for a lot of people, like there's something about y'all's older music that still really resonates and connects with people today. What do you think that is? I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that AJ and I wrote that music and that it was coming from our little teenage brains. And I think that we always wanted to connect with our fans on a very real level. And that's why we wrote songs about things that we were actually going through. And I think that that just resonates with people when you hear a story that is something um, along the lines of what you're going through, you just connect to that. You know, that happens when I watch a beautiful film. And Mm -hmm. so I think that we just happen to be that safe place for people. And I think that, you know, we just as humans um, tend to associate a lot of good or fond memories with parts of our childhood, hopefully more good parts than bad parts. And I think because we somehow rest in that world, um, you know, we're kind of associated with those with those good memories. Yeah, I definitely I definitely relate to that. Um, I don't know, just the messaging in a lot of y'all's uh, earlier songs really helped me struggle through like those weird tween years that I had. And I'm sure many people can relate. Um, I wanted to ask too, like, what was it like being so young and getting your start working in like this kind of Disney machine? I mean, how much creative control did you have then versus now? We didn't have as much creative control then as, as now. Yeah, not but, nearly as much. But we definitely but we still had it. Had it, and I think we voiced our opinion as as much as we possibly could. Um, I think that at times, I'm sure the label was frustrated that we were as outspoken as we were, and that we were actually writing the songs um, that we were at that point in time, and not just relying on co-writers. Mm-hmm. They weren't really used to that with the young acts that they had on the label at the time. Most of those acts were being given songs and then those songs were recorded um, and, and so on. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's it's been a journey for AJ and I to realize the power that we hold as women and as, as female artists specifically. But I think there's also a, a lot of um, responsibility that comes with that as well. Not, um, not using that power for bad, but hopefully for good. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, I I was actually going to say that was using your power wisely. You know, it's like just to throw it around is one thing, but to actually understand why you are saying no to something or why you're saying yes to something. Not just saying no to be rebellious. Is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps kind of build a repertoire that, well, you're always the person that's going to say no to an idea. Whereas I think as women, we can be much more open to ideas creatively, whether it's a lyric or a melody, being in a band is all about collaborating with other people and compromise and and compromise and not being, you know, married to one idea, but being open to seeing from a different point of view. 
Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting to hear about y'all's experience with that. Well, also, so in the last 10 years that y'all had that hiatus period that you took some time away from music, y'all kind of took that time to focus on your acting careers, it seems. And I was kind of interested in knowing, like, how do you relate your acting career to your music? Does it go into your songwriting or performance at all? Or is it separate? They definitely stay separate, but I think it helps when it comes to performing on stage. I don't think we take our acting abilities into songwriting necessarily, but it's more about our comfortability when it comes to mm-hmm. an interview or when it comes to speaking in front of an audience or being on stage. Um, I don't know. We just, we can kind of, we can kind of handle anything that's thrown at us because we've been on a set where we've mm-hmm. had to perform in front of many people under a high pressure situation. So um, I think that kind of helps us in terms of controlling our nerves. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I, I think they definitely help each other for sure. I think that all art forms can help each other and it does kind of lead you back to to one road. But at the same time, um, you know, we've been able to enjoy the projects that we've been a part of separately from each other. And I think that that has helped us grow individually as humans, which has ultimately benefited the band um, because it's just given us both more life experience, which you know, which we're then able to kind of come to the table with when we're writing a new song. Yeah. So nowadays when you're making music, what is it that inspires y'all the most? Where do y'all draw inspiration from in your lives? Um, Our current surroundings. I mean, I think how can you ignore what's currently happening? I I think the pandemic has been a major inspiration for some of our songwriting. Um, Our political climate. A hundred percent. Uh, I think our activism has come out in our songwriting in a different way and our philanthropy. I think, I think Allie and I are just um, really opening to just listening and, and making sure that when our friends or our fans have something to say, we're taking it in and kind of decoding it into music. Mm. You know, I think it's important to listen to what people need and want to hear and flip it into a song. That's not always easy to do. We're not journalists. We don't, you know, we don't journal. We don't, we don't keep a diary. We're not, we don't really write down our day's thoughts, but our version of that is when we get into a studio and write, and it's not always formatted or, or, or set up in a way where it's like, all right, today's the day we're writing about this. Sometimes it just happens seamlessly. And sometimes there's back pocket information that we've held onto that we know is going to turn into a great song. Yeah. Or there's maybe something that's going on in our own personal life or, you know, going on in our love lives Mm. And maybe the other sister is not experiencing that, but we're able to relate because we've obviously talked about it and shared our feelings. Um, So sometimes songs are not even written necessarily from both of our perspectives. It might be more of a subject matter that is about what AJ is going through, but that doesn't mean that I can't also lend um, my ideas to that song and I can't, you know, help finish the, the lyrics or the melody to it. Um, sometimes it's nice to be like removed from the subject matter, actually. Yeah, that kind of leads into my next question, which was um, on your new singles that you released that are going to be a part of your next album, uh, Slow Dancing in Pretty Places. It felt like there was a lot of um, sort of themes of making the best out of kind of difficult situations or being away from someone you love. Um, I was wondering how much of the songwriting on your new album will be kind of inspired by the time that we're going through with COVID right now? There's not a huge part of the record that is 
touching on COVID and lockdown and, and what we've kind of been living in the last year, but there's definitely touches of it in songs, in songs like, um, like Slow Dancing, in mm. um, songs like Stomach. Yeah. Um, and so you'll, you'll see kind of traces Even of it. Symptom of Your Touch. Yeah, yeah. You'll see traces of it throughout the album, but most of the songs were written pre-pandemic. So it was more about us going over those songs and looking at the lyrics and seeing if there was anything that we wanted to update or make better. And because we were obviously in the middle of a lockdown that ultimately ended up um, attributing to those changes. But we were lucky that most of these songs were written and we ended up actually writing one song from the ground up called Stomach over Zoom with a collaborator of ours. And we kind of were not expecting we were not expecting to write a, an entire song like that so quickly and so effortlessly, but it ended up being a, a track that we really loved and we felt like it needed to be on, on the record. It was one of the last ones that we ended up writing. So with your new album, um, I was wondering, because Pretty Places kind of has this sound that's like indie road trip music um it's very mellow whereas your last ep sanctuary had a lot of like 80s inspired synth pop um what was the reason behind like going in this new direction and what's the story behind your new album well ali and i love making music like that but it also felt like okay if we're gonna make a 12 song record and we haven't put out an album in this many years it's time to do something different that not only feeds our soul as musicians, but excites our fans and kind of turns a new chapter. Um, and, and for Allie and I, it was about capturing the West Coast and being born and bred in California and appreciating the authenticity of this town and how iconic LA is and recording at a beautiful studio like Sunset Sound where so much classic music has been made. Mm -hmm. um, you also know, the we, West Coast kind of gets like a bad rap sometimes, you know, like, as 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 a local, we understand the the good sides of Los Angeles and and California, you know, as a state. But we also, I think, you know, know that there's a lot of negatives too to right. LA, and and there's these preconceived notions behind it. But I think mm -hmm. that being able to shine a light on the good aspects of the West Coast life and mm -hmm. why we fell in love with it and why we've embraced it and we've stayed here, you know, still over all these years. Um, I don't know, just it kind of added to, to what we, what our goal was with this record. I agree. And, and there were so many times during quarantine where we'd get on a Zoom or we'd have an interview or a meeting or whatever it might be. And people would always comment, gosh, it's so beautiful where you are because the weather, it's California. It's always gorgeous. And it was one of those places where it was like, wow, I wouldn't really want to be anywhere but here right now during this time because I am locked in my yeah, home. Yeah, we felt lucky. And yet I'm in this beautiful, you know, surrounding in terms of what nature is giving me. The weather's beautiful. I don't feel as quarantined as I should because the weather is making me feel like, wow, I actually have a summer. Um, and so there's something beautiful about California that Allie and I want to embrace on this record. And I, I really think we've done that. And I think with the way that we recorded this record, um, we we ended up going back to a bit of an old school approach in terms of record making. And that was, you know, our choice in, in cutting the live musicians at one, at one time in one place and not really overdubbing a lot of instrumentation. Um, we cut all of our vocals after all of the, the musical tracks were put together. We didn't, 
you know, do just a million takes and we didn't punch into verses over and over again. So you feel like you're really listening to, um, you know, a live recording of that vocal. And I think, you know, putting that kind of humanness back into music feels really good for us and is something that has, uh, you know, been taken away a little bit because of technology. And so embracing that and bringing it back to the forefront mm -hmm. of music was uh, a huge goal of ours and was, um, was kind of a, a, a huge strength of, of this record when it comes to the, the production. Yeah, I definitely love the fact that you say that y'all like to go back to a more old school approach with like centering kind of the live aspect of music or that sound. Um, that kind of makes me wonder too, um, what do y'all plan to do post COVID career wise, hopefully, um, <laughs> if this all just, let's say this ends up clearing up around the end of this year, what's in the future for you guys in the next year or so? Tour. Touring. Literally being out on the road, you know, if we can be for like six months. Um, yeah. We want to really be able to embrace to our fans overseas, you know, putting together a UK tour, a European tour, and then hitting the US is really important to us. And that's something being built on for 2022. Um, and I wish we could just hit the road now. You know, we're going to be playing virtual shows this year and we have some some really special dates coming up. But I but I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a rehearsal run for what 22 is going to bring. Um, because that's going to be the year where touring feels safe. And I think, you know, the vaccine is coming into play heavily there because being in a, in a small kind of tight knit space in a tour bus with your band and your crew, it's very important that we're all vaccinated. So mm -hmm. next year is the goal. Cool. And then any musical aspirations that you hope to achieve as sisters together in the next few years? I mean, we just want to keep making records into this music and, yeah. and, and staying on this very grounded path that we've kind of found ourselves on. Um, I think that we've never really felt this uh, proud of the music that we put out, you know, in the past as teenagers, we were obviously thrilled with the records we made, but um, this feels like a very conscientious effort on all mm -hmm. fronts when it comes to the art, the music videos, um, the song choices, the, the lyrics, the album title itself. Um, and so I think that, you know, if we can just continue to embrace that and fall into it, uh, we'll hopefully have a, a very long, you know, successful career if we're, if we're lucky enough to. But I think, you know, we're just grateful to have the fans listening and, and excited about the music. And the whole goal of making this record was just to make people feel good and to get them out and onto their feet and out and into the sun, you know. <laughs> That's great. I love that so much. And I wish you guys the best, especially after all this is over. I hope I can see y'all on tour. So oh, we, love we love Austin, we love Austin as Austin. a city, like truly top five favorite cities to yeah. visit and perform in. So we'd yeah. love to have you at a show and you can come backstage and meet the band and everybody. That'd be such an honor. Thank you. All, All right. right. Well, that pretty much concludes my questions. Unless there's anything else y'all wanted to talk about, um, I'm pretty much done. I think that's it. We're, I think we're, we're happy. I think we're good. It was a great interview. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Cameron.